0: Give you uh, two weeks from tonight, not next week, but the following week, the 24th of October, uh, Muhammad Amini Faridi is going to be with us uh, to share his testimony, to minister to us. You don't want to miss that. Um, it's going to be a, a really a, a wonderful time of his testimony, really learning what's going on around Iran and the Middle East. God's doing some amazing things. And uh, we have seed in the ground uh, concerning that Um Uh, You know, for years we have been sowing into translations of the materials and leadership uh, materials uh, in Farsi that uh, Messenger International does. And so we get a seed in the ground in that region. And so it will be great to hear what God is doing in that area of the world and really seeing uh, some some awesome things that God is doing. So you want to be here uh, two weeks from tonight, that will be awesome uh, if you weren't here this morning or weren't uh, prepared to bring your local church tithes and offerings, uh, just want to prepare you to give you, make it out a check, make it out to New Creation Church, If you've given by cash or debit or credit card, uh, you can raise your hand, the ushers will get you an envelopes, or you can give by text right there. And so lots of times on Sunday night, we really don't bring the word, but uh, the more I'm meditating on this and understanding uh, that if we don't bring the word to you concerning tithes and offerings, you may think that you know it, but faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so, really, right now in this time, as we see it, we don't want to just be dependent upon the way things are going, but we truly want to have our faith for provision in any way in God. Amen? And so, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 6, he says, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Some translations say God, uh, a cheerful giver loves God, right? We don't give grudgingly or of necessity. We're glad to give to God, you know. Uh, uh, John says this in in his epistle. He said this is one of the ways that we really know that we love God is when his commandments aren't burdensome. Come on, we know we love God. His commandments aren't burdensome. So when it comes, you know, time to forgive, when it comes time to uh, participate, when it comes time to give, we don't go like, we go, all right, glory to God, great time. Right? And so he, he goes on to say this, God loves a cheerful giver. He says, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He so, sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Right? And so we talked about that uh, in the morning service where in, in Galatians chapter 6, it says, uh, really, you know, don't grow weary in well-doing. It says, God's not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. Whatever he sows, he will reap. In other words, there's a spiritual law that's taking place. And so sometimes we think, you know, we, we put a little bit in that goes by and we're wondering why we're not blessed. Well, you can't sow sparingly and reap bountifully. You can't sow bountifully and reap sparingly. So he said, let each one purposes in his heart what he would give. So I heard one minister say, how do I know what's bountifully or what's generosity? He says, when it affects you days down the road. In other words, when you go to get coffee in the morning, you're like, oh, boy, I shouldn't have given that much. Now I can't have coffee this week. So then you got a little bit generous, right? So it's not because God has a, a, a need that, you know, he can't take care of. He's really looking to get a generous harvest back to you. It says, when we do this, verse 8, it says, God is able. Somebody say, God's able. God's able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in everything may have an abundance for every good work. God's able to make all grace. Somebody say all grace. All Not just financial grace, all grace. Because where your treasure is, there is your heart also. And when God has your heart, he can do anything he wants by his grace in your life. So he's saying, how do, how do I release, how do I come on into the, onto the scene? One of the ways is where we understand giving and receiving that God's able to open up all grace into our life. He says, as it is written, he's dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed that you've sown and increase the fruit of your righteousness while you are enriched in everything for all liberality or generosity which causes thanksgiving through us to God. Praise the Lord. And so really when we start to understand really how are we going to abound in this grace or how are we going to really overflow or step forward in blessing in our life, it's really not regulated by some idea of how many hours we put into work or or, or that. It really, our receiving is all based on our understanding of generosity. That we really begin to understand and regulate for our own self how it comes in by how it goes out. Thank you for your enthusiasm. We regulate how it comes in by how it goes out. Proverbs says there's one who withholds more than is right, and it leads to poverty. But the generous soul will be made rich. And again, sometimes we talk about rich, immediately we see dollar signs here. When God talks about rich, he's talking about an abundant fullness in every area of our life. And so he's just talking about connecting our heart so that the other thing that will try to grab our heart, right, he says you can't serve God and mammon, he says if we disconnect from that and connect to God, God can supply every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, amen? And so God really, it's not about how much do I have to do, it's about whatever you decide so that we get in on God's plan so that God can richly and abundantly supply everything that you have need of. Everything that you have need of. Amen? All right, we ready? Usher's ready? Let's pray. Father, we thank you, we just declare and command a blessing upon this congregation. I know that you are raising up your church for this day and this hour. You're raising them up and desires for us to move out in the anointing and to move out with power. And I thank you, Lord, that His blessing comes upon us, we are blessed to be a blessing in every area, and that all grace abounds towards this congregation so that when we go out through the week, there is grace upon each one's life, an ability that is not their own, to be able to be generous with whatever you've poured into their life, they can pour it into others' life. And so I thank you and declare rich blessing upon each one. In Jesus' name, amen. You can go ahead and pass those buckets. Praise the Lord. Well, we're blessed tonight in this evening service to have Olivia Moore with us. And, uh, you know, most some of you clapped. The men are like, hmm, Olivia Moore. But the ladies are clapping because Olivia was at Rivers Conference uh, this week. And so, uh, ladies, you know, but we met Olivia. I think we met her in different places before, but we really connected with her at a meeting in Hawaii at one time. Got her book and... Uh, Uh, We've been talking back and forth, seen her in different places uh, that we meet, uh, acquaintances, meetings uh, that we've seen, and so just in praying uh, about Rivers Conference this year, Tasha just kept getting in her heart uh, uh, to have Olivia come in, and then when we knew she she was coming in, uh, we decided, you know what, we're just going to have her stay on Sunday night, minister to the congregation, and so we're just thrilled that she's here. I know the ladies, you had a good time with her uh, on, what was it, Saturday morning, and so now we get to enjoy and really draw upon the gift that's within her. And so put your hands together, open your hearts, give a warm Glenwood Springs welcome to Olivia Moore as she comes to minister to us. I'll help you up.
1: Thank you so much. Good evening, everyone. How are you? I'm just moving on in. I always bring too much stuff with me everywhere I go. Does anyone else do that? I'm like a chronic overpacker. (laughs) At least I know it and I'm not ashamed of it. (laughs) But it's so good to get to be with you all tonight. And first of all, I just wanna give a big thank you and just appreciation to your wonderful pastors. Aren't you thankful for Pastors Mark and Pastor Tasha? Just, you guys are so blessed here. Do you know how blessed you are? I mean, first of all, you live in Colorado, which is like the most beautiful state that there is. And then on top of that, you have the be- one of the best pastors I've ever met, Pastor Mark and Pastor Tasha. You guys just are so blessed with such amazing gifts here. And you know, um, it's, you guys are an awesome church. I love the praise and worship here. Just the team, everyone, and all the wonderful, warm people. And where are my uh, ladies? these at the at the river's conference woohoo Alright, so ladies, you know that I'm already pretty gangster, right? So that for those of you who don't know, <laughs> uh, I like to say yo, yo, yo. I'm Olivia Mo yo. Alright, that's my last name's Moore. You can laugh and you're going to find out, re- unless you've already found out, you're going to find out really soon that I am very dorky. I have a lot of corny jokes. Please bear with me. Please give me a few courtesy laughs. It's okay. <laughs> but man, I was just so inspired during the praise and worship about way on the Lord. Aren't you thankful that it is never too late? It's never over. That those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Amen. You will mount up with wings like eagles for the things that have tried to burden you in life. The things that would try to overwhelm you. Aren't you thankful that God is bigger? God is stronger? God is greater? He's stronger than you? He can handle it. Amen. So we can release it From our hands, we can cast every care upon him, amen? He carefully uh, watches over you. He loves you with an unchanging love. It is never too late, amen? Woo, it's never too late. Just say, it's never too late. It's never too late. It's not over. You can wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord, and you will renew your strength, amen? Amen? And I just believe uh, at the women's conference, we learned something really important. Ladies, do you know what it is? dbs pastor tasha that was like the highlight of the whole conference if you're, if you're gonna leave with anything leave with that okay guys you see you missed it you should have been serving no but we learned about dbs it means dead butt syndrome yes we're allowed apparently to say that we're in church All right. so uh, dbs it's dead butt syndrome it happens from guess what from sitting too much from staying still. And you know, the same way in life, did you know what, what's happening? Oh, yeah, it's a real thing. No, all right. So, no more DBS, amen. And it makes me think, can you imagine that? that? That makes me think of a scripture about in Isaiah 54, it says to enlarge the place of your tent. To do what? To stretch, stretch forth, because we learned that to the only cure for DBS is to get moving and to get doing some stretches. Pastor Tasha demonstrated for us. She did an amazing job. We're having an aerobics class for all the Rivers ladies at the salad brunchin, right? <laughs> so, yep, that's included. <laughs> so you don't want to miss it. But I wish I was going to be there. But, you know, that's how you're able to cure that DVS. But how much more so? God's saying it's time to enlarge the place of your tent. You don't have to stay where you've always been. Life does not have to be the way it's always been. Amen. It's time to get out of the rut. This is a brand new time. Aren't you you thankful that God is faithful? The God who's called you, he is faithful. He is able. He is strong. He's reliable. Amen. You can depend on him. You can count on him. And he said it's time to enlarge the place of your tent, to stretch forth the curtains of your habitation, to spare not. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. And then I love the next verse in Isaiah 54. It says, you shall break forth on the right. You shall break forth on the left, amen. It's the time of breakthrough. I'm so glad I got my right and my left the right way. I was telling Carrie today, does anyone else, please, make me feel good. Does anyone else still get your right and your left mixed up? It's confusing. (laughs) You don't want to drive with me. Trust me. But That's really fun. But, you know, he's saying it's time to break forth on the right, to break forth on the left. Amen. Everywhere you look, where you once saw uh, discouragement, where you once saw walls, where you once saw, you know, barriers, he's saying the time of breakthrough is here. Amen. That the God of the breakthrough, he is faithful to come through for you. The God of the breakthrough, he is faithful to you. He will always come through for you. Amen. So don't grow weary in well-doing. Don't give up halfway, amen? I love what Pastor Mark is on right now. Woo! It just was stirring me up this morning. Who is here this morning for the services and the, the awesome series that you guys are on right now? PPEs. I get it. Patience, perseverance, and endurance. Man, can I just move to Colorado and attend this church, please? <laughs> I can hike every day. Oh, in my dream. I gotta tell you, because I'm just obsessed with Colorado. <laughs> but all right, things I'm obsessed with: being gangster, obviously, Disney, <laughs> and bears and all animals animals in Colorado, all the Colorado stuff, okay? I've gotten to go snowboarding three times, done two 14ers, so I'm on my way to being Colorado. The last time I was here, the only shoes I brought with me were my hiking boots, and then I crashed a wedding that was here, and I had to wear the hiking boots, so that was fun. I was like, I'm really Colorado now, but awesome. Yes, this is what Florida people dream about, but my my biggest dream is to see a bear. I fly out tomorrow. If anyone Has an apple tree where bears like to come, please invite me to your house. Like now. But that is my dream. I do not want to leave the state without seeing. I say this every time I go into the mountains. I just really want a selfie with a bear. I want to hug it. I love bear hugs. I know really I do. But I don't even know why I was talking about that now. I was gonna like talk about Jesus about it, but got distracted about the bears oh well, (laughs) good time to pray, right? But man, what was I going to say? Oh, PPE, endurance. I have no idea how I got off on that. That's all right. (laughs) But you know, that's why we don't want to grow weary in well-doing, amen? Because the God of the breakthrough, he's here. He's faithful to you. He's with you right now, right here. He's in you. He's with you. The greater one, just while we were singing, I was just thinking about that. You know, sometimes you can think like, oh, look at my muscles. No, you know, God is strong. God is faithful. And he's on your side. And he's with you. He's the great I am, the greater one. Sometimes we just got to, you know, keep it simple and think about this and really meditate upon that. Allow the word of God to become alive on the inside of us. We know it's alive in us when we're excited about it. Amen. It's going to be real to us. that the greater one. He's never going to let you down. He's never going to fail you. Those who trust in God will not be disappointed. It is impossible for God to lie to you. It is impossible for God to fail you. I don't care what it looks like right now. If you don't see victory in your life at this given moment, that just means it's not over yet. Amen? So don't grow weary in well-doing. Don't give up halfway. Cast not away. There for your confidence. I'm jumping ahead to like, that was gonna be like one of my climaxes. Ah, uh, so I'm, I'm giving the spoiler alert and I hate spoilers. <laughs> I really do. It's one of the biggest things that really bother me. Like whenever a preview, I don't even watch previews to mo- to movies. If it's a movie I wanna see, i run out of the room really dramatically, like covering my ears and my eyes. I'm a dork, like I said. <laughs> but And I even did that when the Lion King movie came out and I know what the Lion King, how it goes. But, like, when the new Lion King came out, like, I still can't see it. Got to save it. Love surprises. Okay. <laughs> but spoiler alert. Here it is. Here's one spoiler alert I do like. That no matter what it looks like right now, it's going to end in victory. Amen? No matter what it looks like right now, if you do not quit, God will not fail you. Amen? He cannot fail you. He will not fail you. God never gives up on you. So do not give up on God. Amen? Don't jump ship. He is right there with you. Amen. And it says in Hebrews 10 in the message, it says to stay with God, stick it out so you'll be there for the promise completion. Amen. Stick it out so you'll be there for the final and the promise completion. So on that note, you guys can close your eyes as I we're going to pray and I'm going to drink some water because <laughs> I found out this elevation's crazy. And if I'm acting like, more okay, I'm already like weird. <laughs> but if I'm acting more weird, I just blame it on the altitude. I'm like, I just need more water. I don't know. <laughs> I pulled a muscle the other day because I wasn't drinking enough water, and I like couldn't breathe. I'm like, what's happening to me? Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, but let's go ahead. Well, you guys can watch me drink water if you want, or you can close your eyes because we're about to pray. Whatever you want to do. I'm. So, <laughs> I told you this awkwardness. It's awesome, right? Hold on. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. All right, let's go ahead. Let's lift up our hands as we dive into the word. Father God, we worship you. We love you. Just go ahead and magnify him right now. Lord, we worship you. We love you, we magnify you, God. We didn't come to magnify a man or a woman or to hear from a man or from a woman, but to hear from you, the living God. I thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit, the author and the teacher of the word. We got the guide on the inside. And right now we look to you and we magnify you, and we thank you, Lord, for the light of your word, that the entrance of God's word brings light, revelation light to walk in this tonight, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for answers, for clarity, for direction to come during this service. And we purpose in our hearts ahead of time, not just to be hearers of the word, but by your grace, we will be doers of that word in the mighty name of Jesus. And And we thank you, Lord, that freedom is here. We thank you, Lord, that deliverance is here. We thank you, Lord, that all that we have need of is here because you are here. The healer is in the house. The the one who gives the direction is right here. Whatever we need, Father, we are looking to you that you give each and every one of us a tailored fit message in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Aren't you thankful that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom freedom there is liberty there is emancipation from bondage amen all right so i care, i always like i said bring way too much stuff with me everywhere i go you did not want to be with me at the airport on the way here i had to dump a bunch of stuff out like last minute and do some begging for them to let me through but that made it <laughs> but you know I, I got that mary poppins bag with me and i carry around this baton with me because you know it just reminds me of the purpose that god has for us to run amen how many of you like to maybe watch the Olympics or do we have any track stars from back in the day? <laughs> Come on, anyone? You guys seem like an athletic church. All right. You guys are being humble and shy. Stop that. No. <laughs> but you know what? I love watching uh, races. I used to run tracks of and I love watching the Olympics and I especially love the relay races. And the moment that baton is handed and someone's hand, what happens? They take off with everything that is within them. And you know, the beginning part of a, of a journey or of a race, that can always be really exciting. You can have a lot of uh, passion and strength and think, oh, this is going to be a breeze. We've got this. But then what happens in that middle part of the journey? In the middle part of that race, that's when tiredness and that's when discouragement, that's when weariness can tend to set in. And it reminds me of a story of Jesus and the disciples. You know, when Jesus, he loaded up in his boat with his disciples and he said something. Do you know what he said? He said, let us go to the other side. He said, we're gonna go to the other side. We're not gonna stay here. We're gonna go all the way to the other side, amen? And I can imagine like, woo, an adventure with Jesus, yo. All right, it's gangster, it just comes out. <laughs> you know, they loaded up in the boat and they're going out there. It was exciting, it was fun. There they are. But then what happened in the middle part of that lake? in the middle part of the journey. That's when this great hurricane, this great storm came up in the middle part of that lake. And you know, it says in the Bible, how the disciples, that they began to panic. They became, you know, there they are. I could imagine if it was me, I was, they'd probably be trying to get the water out with their own strength, doing everything in their own ability, kind of freaking out there in the boat. And then, you know, they're looking for Jesus. And where do they find him? Asleep where? In the back of the boat, I think that's interesting. In the back of the boat, not in the front where you can control it. In the back of the boat, there Jesus is asleep back there. And the disciples go, they wake him up. And what's the one question that's on the forefront of their minds? They said, master, do you care? Master, do you care? Out of everything they could have said, they said, master, don't you even care? Here we are perishing. And, you know, we know that Jesus, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, did you also know that the enemy who roams around like a lion, seeking whom he may devour, that the enemy, he is also the same yesterday, today, and forever. But, you know, that's good news. He, he won't learn any new tricks. Amen? The enemy, he is a defeated foe. Aren't you thankful that Jesus took care of the devil for you? You don't have to be afraid of the devil. You don't have to be afraid of anything that he has to offer because Jesus has spoiled principalities and powers. He's made a show of him openly. He he is under your feet, amen. You are seated in Christ in heavenly places far above, far above, amen. Amen far above all principalities, powers, might, and dominion. Amen. But so the enemy, he works the same way though. He's a defeated foe, but so often he's going to try to use the tricks and the tools of deceit and distraction. Amen. He's going to try to distract you from the truth of what God has said. And you know, God, if you want God to speak to you, guess what you have to do? It's as simple as this, just open up your Bible. This is God talking directly to you, amen? This is God talking to you. And you know, Jesus said something to the disciples. What did he say? He said, we're gonna go to the other side. We're not gonna stay here. I'm not just gonna bring you halfway. He said, we're gonna go all the way, amen? But there the enemy was, and he tried to use the storm to think and to use that as a distraction. Does Jesus even care? But did you know that no storm, no trial, no tribulation in your life has the power to change what God has said about you? Amen? Nothing in this world has the power to change what God has already spoken. Amen? So there they were, they said, master, do you care? And the enemy works the same way today. But you know, the presence of the storm does not mean the absence of God. The presence of a storm in your life does not mean the absence of God. Jesus was right in the boat with them. Jesus did not cause the storm, amen. We know that God is a good God. Nothing bad comes from God. Only good things come from him. But he is so much greater than any storm. He's so much greater than. any trial, that he already has the path of victory for us, amen? He is the God of the turnaround. He's so much greater than the storm. He knows how to turn it around, and the presence of a storm does not mean the absence of God. Jesus did not jump ship, so don't jump ship on him, amen? He's right there. You gotta stick it out. You gotta stay with God's plan, amen? So you'll be there for the promise completion. So there they were, they said, master, do you care? And the enemy works the same way. He'll try to say, if God really loved you, then you wouldn't be dealing with that. If God really cared about you, yeah, yeah, he cares about, you know, the important people like Jonathan, the praise worship leader, he cares, God cares about him. Come on, he's got a beautiful job, there's a beautiful wife, obviously, God cares about him. But you know, if God doesn't really care about someone like me, you know, he'll try those lies. He'll try to get us to compare. He'll try to get us to zero in and think, well, if God really loved me, if God was really with me right now, I wouldn't be facing that, but nothing could be farther from the truth, amen? If you never have to question God's love, because God has already answered that for you. In Jeremiah 31, he said, yes. Did you hear that word? Yes, he said, yes. You might say, Father, do you love me? Yes. I have loved you with an everlasting love, an unchanging love. The message says, so expect love, love, and more love. Did you hear that word, expect? Expect, look for it, seek, and you will find. If you're looking for God's goodness, you're gonna see God's goodness. Amen, expect it, look for it. It reminds me about the Israelites. It says, when they were unthankful that their foolish hearts were darkened. Did you know that being ungrateful, just zeroing in on everything that's wrong in your life, everything that hasn't happened that actually makes us dumb and dull spiritually, amen? That allows darkness to come into our life. But the moment that we turn the switch, we turn what we're looking at and we choose to give God thanks, amen? And we choose to praise God anyways, because we believe him, amen? He is faithful to us, amen? The moment that you do that in his light, we see light, amen? And that light will lead you out. So yes, he loves you. You don't have to wonder that. You don't have to question that, amen? And then thank God that's not just the end of the story, but Jesus showed us how we can live, amen? From the place of rest, because there he was sleeping in the back of the boat. And we know in the Bible that there's no fear in God's love, amen? There's no fear in his love. And in John 17, verse 23, Jesus prayed for you. And he prayed that you would know, talking personally about you, that you would know that the Father loves you the exact same way that he loves Jesus, amen? So you're just as loved as Jesus. And Jesus also said in John 14, verse 27, he said, my own peace I now give unto you, not as the world gives. He said, my own peace, it's not a fragile peace. It's not a peace based on circumstances. He says, I've given you my peace, amen, So we have this, we're loved the same way as Jesus. We have the same peace as Jesus. And that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, he lives in you, he quickens you, he's alive in you, amen? And then Jesus also said, behold, I give unto you my authority. I give unto you power, amen? So you have that same authority in the name of Jesus. So we don't have to be, uh, you know, living life with chaos all around us. No, even in the midst of a storm, you can have complete peace within you, but then you don't have to let that storm, storm of chaos stay in your soul, amen? You don't have to, you can speak to those things in the mighty name of Jesus. Just like Jesus rose up from that place of rest, that position of rest, he spoke to it. He said, peace be still, amen? And in the same way, Jesus is your example. You can do the same thing in your life, amen? And you're gonna make it to the other side. You're gonna make it all the way. God has a race for you to run. God has a place for you. God is enlarging the place of your tent, amen? So don't give up halfway. Don't give up in the middle part of the lake. Don't give up in the middle part of the journey, amen? God is taking you all the way, amen? And let's turn together to John chapter 11, I kind of feel like it's story time tonight, but we got another story here in the Bible. John chapter 11. And every time I'm turning in the Gospels, it's like, I can't even help it. But I always hear the corny little song from Sister Act. It's the only part of the movie that I remember when they went, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So if you don't know the order, you can always just sing that song. It's like a little tip there. I'll throw that out for free. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All right, there it is. I found it. (laughs) Imagine that. But John chapter 11. I love this story and it's talking about um, Jesus' friend, Lazarus had passed away. And then right here in verse 21, it says, this is Martha. That's one of the sisters of Lazarus. It says, then said Martha unto Jesus. This is John 11 verse 21. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. She's facing a real life thing. You know, Jesus said in this world, you're gonna have trials, you're gonna have tribulations, but then that wasn't the end of the sentence, right? Aren't you glad he was like, okay, in this world, you're gonna go through all this stuff. There's gonna be trials, tribulations. All right, good luck, guys. Peace out. I'm going to heaven. See you one day. No, that wasn't the end of the sentence. He said, in this world, you're gonna have trials. You're gonna have tribulations. But then he says something really interesting. What did he say? He said, but be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Everyone say, cheer up. He said, be of good cheer, be confident, be certain, be undaunted, that word undaunted means to be unmovable. You can be like the Apostle Paul, but none of these things move me, amen? You know, faith is not denial and faith is not blind. Faith is just sight of a higher kind, amen? And faith doesn't deny the storm, doesn't deny the problem, isn't like an ostrich that sticks its head in the sand and says, everything's fine, and you're like falling apart. Like that is not faith. Faith is confidence in the God who is faithful and able. And you know, you might think, well, Jesus, that's a pretty funny place to say, to cheer up. But I've realized, have, have you ever been somewhere and maybe you don't get someone's sense of humor? And like you're, maybe if you're traveling like overseas, I do a lot of missions work. So sometimes like there might be a joke going on and I don't get it, but I like to laugh so I want to laugh anyways I'm like, ah, I don't get it but okay. <laughs> you know like you just try to like chime in. Well, you know what when you get someone's perspective, you get their sense of humor. And how much more so when we get God's perspective? You've got the perspective of God. You're seated with him in heavenly places, amen? It's not a great big problem and an itty-bitty God. No, we got a great, big, faithful, mighty, strong, powerful God. And you're seated with Jesus in heavenly places. So when you get his perspective, woo, he who sits in the heavens does laugh. You can just go ahead and laugh with him. He said to cheer up. Why? I have overcome the world for you. I've overcome the world for you. That's why we don't wanna give up halfway. The scenery's changing in our life. The more that we move forward with God, don't give up halfway. God did not bring you this far just to bring you this far. You're gonna to go to the other side, amen? But right here, Martha said, Lord, if you would have been here. Everyone say, if. If, if you would have been here. And like we said, the enemy works the same way yesterday, today, and forever. Did you know the same devil who brought that if? Because it's so easy to want to look back. Amen? We talked about that at the women's conference. How Romans, look, I'm breathing this time. I didn't really breathe at the women's conference. (sighs) Elevation. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Feels good. (laughs) But um, in Romans 8, verse 6, it says, To be carnally minded, what is it? It's death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So the enemy will work overtime in our mind to try to get us focused on things that are behind us. He wants us looking back He wants us, you know, just to be stuck back there. You know why? Because there's no life behind you. There's no life in your past, amen? So he wants you looking back and thinking, well, if that pandemic didn't happen, if I didn't lose that job, if that person wouldn't have abandoned me, if they didn't stab my back, or if I would have gotten that promotion, whatever it might be, it can be an endless list of ifs, but the enemy wants us to be so focused on that, so over, overwhelmed with that, that we stay stuck in the past. Why? Because he wants life to be passing us by. And I know in my own life, I wanna share really quickly just something that I went through in life. You know, we talked about how God has a purpose for you. God has a race for you. He's handing out the baton to you, amen. And I love that we don't have to stand behind a pulpit or have a microphone in our hand to have a baton in our hand, amen. You don't have to stand behind a pulpit for God to have a purpose for your life, but he needs you. You're irreplaceable everywhere you go. You know, you go places that your pastor will never go, amen. God wants to use you to reach people that some that others won't ever meet, amen. And God has placed you strategically here for such a time as this to do the work of the ministry. We've been given these gifts to be equipped to go out and do the work, that you are the body of Christ. You're to do the works of Jesus wherever you go, amen? But the enemy knows that there's a purpose, that there's a baton that's been given to you, and he's afraid of that God-given purpose. So he'll try to use those ifs for each one of us. And I know in my own life, okay, so I'm from Miami, Florida, gangster, like we already said, yo, all right. <laughs> so, you know, when I was, um, I grew up in a ministry family and when I was a teenager, I was like 15 years old, that's when the Lord spoke to my heart and I knew that I knew that I was called to the ministry, I was called to the nations. So, you know, I was able um, just to kind of dive right in and start preaching and start serving and doing all of those things. And it's like, I had that baton in my hand, I was running the race. Like we said that beginning part of the journey well it's exciting right you've got passion you got vision you're going somewhere like Jesus said we're gonna go to the other side you know you're running with purpose and that's you know that's what I was doing but then some things happened in my life and I ended up getting married at a pretty young age and then went through a really difficult divorce and you know the details of my story they're going to be different from the details of your story but thank God the answer is always the same amen amen The answer is always the same. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is Christ in you, the hope of glory. There may be hopelessness all around you, but hope is closer. He lives on the inside of you. He's right there, and he will never give up on you. Amen? He will never jump ship on you. He's right there with you. Amen? The Bible says that the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. The Amplified says he does not change his mind about those to whom he sends his call. So don't let the storm, don't let the problems in your life allow you to change your mind about what God has purposed in your life. Amen? Don't let what you're going through, don't let your circumstances change your mind about who God says that you are. Amen? We're not to identify with the struggle. Thank God we are a brand new creation in him. But I know for myself, and maybe we can learn what not to do here. I know for myself that as I was going through those things, that, you know, I just spiraled into this deep pit of hopelessness, of shame, of regret, feeling like damaged goods. Uh, Let me see. I have something else in my bag. Let me pull it out. Where is it? Hold on. I think it might be actually my notebook. Aw, guys. Oh, here they are. I found it. Yippee. <laughs> here we go. You know, I know for myself, as I was going through those things, it's like the enemy who, who is that lion, he come, the thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy. And he wants to steal from your sense of identity of who you are in Christ. Amen. He wants to steal. Because did you know that condemnation never changes anybody? Did you know that condemnation just will keep you stuck? And that's why I'm so thankful that there is now no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Aren't you thankful for the blood of Jesus? That we are complete in him. It's all about Jesus for nothing in our own strength. I was reading the Bible in translation, forgot the translation, forgot the scripture, but it said that he turns nobodies into somebody's. amen? It's all about Jesus. But just like he, the enemy um, in my life, as I was paying attention to the lies, to what was going on around me, just paying attention to, you know, my own feelings. You know, I was so disappointed in myself. I was just so ashamed of myself. You know, i I really honestly hated myself, didn't even want to look at myself in the mirror. I was on the verge of wanting to end my life. I saw no way out. I felt hopeless, felt ashamed. And what the enemy was doing, he was just trying to to label me according to the past. And he'll try to do that to all of us at some point or another. You know, he'll try to label you, maybe for you. be that you feel like you're not enough. And like we said before, sometimes it's not even those big major life changes that we go through, but the Bible also says that the small foxes can spoil the vine. Sometimes it's just paying attention to the wrong things. And he just tries to chip away from our sense of our identity, who he's called you to be, comparison, whatever it might be. You know, the enemy will try to label you and say that you're a failure. I know I felt like a failure in life. And he'll try to say um, that you're not enough. He'll try to label you and say that you're depressed or because you've you've lived in that rut of depression, that's who you are. You are a depressed person. And he'll try to label you according to that. So there I was, you know, in the midst of all this shame, just living with these weights, living with these labels. And you know, I ended up um, going on a mission to This was like after a lot lot of time had already passed, but there I was in India of all places, seeing amazing things happening around me, but I was stuck and tormented in my thought life. You know, that's where the battlefield is. And if you would have looked at me, you probably would have thought like, oh, she doesn't have any problems. Like everything's fine with her. And sometimes in life we can learn just to put a filter on things or, you know, we can learn to like put that band-aid on and hide a lot of pain behind a smile. And that's exactly what I was doing in my life. But I'm so thankful that Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the restorer, amen. He wants to restore your heart. He wants to heal your soul. In your heart, amen. And he came to give sight to the blind. And after I went through that divorce and all those labels were just stuck on me, it's like that sense of vision that I once was so strong in my life and that joy and that passion for living, all that sense of strength and passion was completely depleted out of me. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy, and he's looking for a way in to do the same in all of our lives. So there I was hiding a lot of pain behind a smile, but um, I I woke up one day in India and God forever changed my life. Do you wanna know how? (laughs) All right, he changed my life through a text message. Isn't that crazy? Wow. (laughs) But you know, I just love it because God will always look for a way in. He always, he loves you so much. He's passionately pursuing you, amen. He is intentional about loving you. God never gives up on you. He's always right there, amen? And God had given a friend a dream about me. And I like to say that um, because sometimes people can get spooky with dreams. You know, we take things in accordance to the word of God. Amen? And you know, sometimes he does use dreams, but we always judge it according to the word of God. And like we said, if you want God to talk to you, just open up your Bible. He will begin to talk to you. But you know, God chose to give a friend a dream about me, and she texted me the details of this dream. So I woke up one day in India. I'm reading this message, and she was saying how we were walking somewhere when all of a sudden this man came up to us. And he knew about everything I had gone through. He knew about the disappointment that really that I had in myself, the struggle to forgive myself. Sometimes the hardest person that there is to forgive is actually ourself, the man in the mirror, <laughs> you know, and um, he also knew that I was right on the verge of wanting to end my life, but then he stopped, he smiled, he looked at me and he spoke these words. He said, she will not be remembered for that. She will not be remembered for that. And he said it again, she will not be remembered for that. So I'd just woken up in India, reading this text message. I'm supposed to be getting ready for the day. It takes me a long time to get ready, but I was like, forget all that. You know, the presence of God just rushed into that hotel room. And I just began to hear and picture Jesus with a smile on his face, without shame in his eyes, but love in his eyes. Amen with his arms wide open, declaring those same words of freedom and love over my life, saying, you will not be remembered for that. You will not be remembered for that. You will not be remembered for that, amen? And I believe that he is speaking the same words over each one of our lives tonight. And whatever that might be in your life, whatever that thing, that would be whatever the enemy would try to label you according to, whatever the enemy would try, whatever that if in your life. Remember Martha? I didn't forget about that story. Just segue then, you know? That's why, well, I shouldn't make fun of women. That's what I do a lot, but sometimes ladies can do that too. We can like throw a bunch of stories in there at once, like all the details, you know? But um, he'll try to use those ifs to keep you stuck. But God's saying you will not be remembered for that you will not be remembered for that. And within that moment, Jesus was just speaking to my heart that it's time to have more faith and more reliance and more confidence upon the blood of Jesus, upon the price that was paid for me than I do in the failures of my past. Amen. Don't have faith in the failures of your past. Don't have faith in what everything that you did wrong. No, have confidence, have reliance upon the blood of Jesus. Amen. Because God's greater. He's stronger. He's faithful amen and within that moment it was like the labels of my past were deprived of their power and god's doing the same thing tonight because of the precious blood of jesus because he spoiled principalities and powers you know he you can rip off the labels of your past you agree with what god says about your life amen the bible says that we overcome how by the blood of the lamb aren't you thankful for the blood of jesus The blood of Jesus, amen, more powerful. It's stronger than anything we go through in life. The old has passed away, the fresh and the new has come. But you know, that's not the end of the sentence. It says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and what? And the word of our testimony. Thank God for the blood of of Jesus. Thank God for the blood of the lamb. We need the blood of Jesus, amen. But to experience victory and freedom in our life, there's another part there. It says, and by the word of our testimony. Amen. That blood speaks of your innocence, that blood speaks of your freedom. Now we have to agree with what God says. Amen whatever God says about your life, we got to open up our mouth and say it. So right there in that place, you know, I knew that I needed to declare these words that I was hearing. So I right there, I closed my eyes and I started to say, I will not be remembered for that. I will not be remembered for that. Amen. I didn't, maybe I didn't feel like it. Maybe it didn't look like that, but you know, the more I spoke it, that's how the labels of your past are ripped off. Amen. The moment you, we have that same spirit of faith. We believe, what do we do? There, therefore, we speak. We believe, therefore, we speak. When it looks too late, when it looks like it's over, when it looks like there's no way out, you believe, therefore, you speak. Though the righteous man falls seven times, what does the Bible say? You shall arise. You can always get back up again. You can always begin again. You got to open up your mouth. You can rejoice anyways. Amen. Just like James says to count it all joy. When you're going, through trial when you're going through a tribulation right there in the middle part of the journey. Go ahead and believe, God. Amen. Go ahead, believe, therefore, we speak. We have that spirit of faith, which is the spirit of victory. You are not a victim, amen. The enemy's gonna try to label you according to that and try to have us living with a victim mentality, but that is not who you are. You are victorious in Jesus. So be bold, the righteous are as bold as a lion. God God's word in your mouth is just as powerful as God's word in his mouth. Amen. I got scared. I thought I had 58 seconds left. I still got a little bit of time. I can put some stuff in there. No, don't look at the time now. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but you know, God's word in your mouth is just as powerful as God's word in his mouth. And he's faithful. What God has said about you, what God has spoken over your life, you're going to go to the other side. Amen. You're going to make it all the way. And he watches over his word to perform it. Are you thankful that God is faithful, he's active, he's reliable, amen? He watches over his word to perform it. You know, I believe that one way that he watches over his word to perform it is that he's waiting to hear it come out of your mouth because the moment it comes out of your mouth, the eyes of the Lord are scanning to and fro. He's looking for someone whose heart is perfect towards him. What does that mean? It means whose heart is all out, complete, and saying, God, you are the only way for me. God, you are the way maker. This is not the end. We're going to go to the other side. Amen. And you believe God. You trust God. You speak the word of God when it doesn't look like it. Amen. We're not moved by what's seen because God is working behind the scenes. We're not going to give up halfway. We're going to go all the way to the other side. Amen. We're going to stick it out. We're going to stay with God's plan. We're not going to throw away our confidence. Amen. We're not of those who draw back into perdition. We're not going to draw back. We're not going to go back. We're not going to look back. Looking back only holds us back. God's saying it's time to believe and step out. Amen. Believe and step out. Believe and step out. You're going to go to the other side. You're going to go where you haven't been before. Amen. So as you speak God's word, you know, if you're a believer of God's word, well, let me say, if you're a believer that gets results, how many of you, you can say, that's me. I'm a believer who gets results. If you're a believer who gets results, you're going to be a speaker of God's word. Amen. We believe, therefore we speak. So when the enemy brings those lies that you're not enough, you say, no, I am complete in Christ Jesus. Amen. And you rip off the labels of your past. I'm a messy preacher. Let's see. (laughs) You rip it off when he says that you're depressed, when he says that you're rejected. No, you say what God says. God himself has said, I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll never give up on you. He said, I will not. I will not. He said it three times. I will not leave you without support amen he will not disappoint you speak God's word amen the joy of the Lord is your strength you speak God's word and as you do that you know it you rip off the labels of your past you're able to live free of that what if let's jump back to John 11 here we are Martha said if you would have been here And then um, Jesus right there in verse 25, this is John 11, verse 25. Um, No, actually let's read verse 23 first. Jesus said unto her, your brother shall rise again. And then what did Martha say in verse 24? She said, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, I know. She's like, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And then Jesus is like, no, 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 you're missing it. She's saying, I know he'll rise again in the last day. So, you know, if the enemy can't get you stuck way back then, you know what else he's going to try? If he can't get you stuck way back then, he's going to try to get you stuck way out When? One day when it happens, one day when it changes, one day when everything's perfect in my life, I'll be happy. (laughs) We'll be waiting a long time for that. You know, he's gonna try to get you stuck and postponing your joy, postponing your satisfaction, postponing, well, once that happens, then I'll step out and obey God. Once that happens, then I'll step out and launch out into that thing that he wants me to do. No, And he's gonna try to get you stuck either way back then or way out when. But I love how Jesus, here he is in verse 25, he brought peace to the scene, and what did he say? He said, I am. Everyone say, I am. I am am the resurrection. I am the life. Present tense, right now, the great I am. He's he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Amen. And he's saying, I am the resurrection. I am the life. And then let's jump on over. Um, Here we have in verse 39, Jesus said, take away this stone. And Martha's like freaking out, like, oh no, he's going to smell. And then in verse 40, Jesus said unto her, isn't that what your Bible says? And then um, in John 11, verse 40, Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee that if You would believe. There is that word if again. Everyone say if. if. If you would believe, what would happen? You will see the glory of God. If you would believe. You see, the enemy wants us stuck living with that if. You know why? Because he wants us holding on to it. He wants us to think and to blame every situation, every circumstance. He wants us to blame what happened to us or blame, even try to blame God or whatever it might be. If that would have happened, if you would have been there. And he'll try to get us so focused back then. Why? Because there's no power there. But Jesus made the switch and he put the responsibility on us Sometimes we want to blame other things, blame our past, blame what happened to us, blame what we, whatever it might be. We're blaming all these things, but Jesus is putting the responsibility on us. We have the same authority, Amen. He's putting the responsibility on us, and He's saying, "If you would believe, right here in the midst of the chaos, right here in the midst of the impossibility, if you would believe, what happens? You will see." the glory of God. What is the glory of God? One part of that is the goodness of God. He's a good, Good Father, He has a good plan for your life. He has goodness for your life and there is nothing in your life that God cannot resurrect. There is nothing in your life that God cannot restore and do more and make it better than it's ever been before, amen? He is the resurrection, He is the life. He is the God of the breakthrough. He is the God of the turnaround. Faithful is He who's called you. He's faithful to do it. He's the one who said we're gonna go to the other side. You're gonna make it all the way, amen? You can be like Abraham, who against hope, you believe in hope, amen? What is hope? That is confident, joyful expectation of something good. He is the God of hope. He said, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound with hope, amen. Be bubbling over with what? With expectancy, expectancy of good. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Again, that's super encouraging, but no, that's not the end. You know, we know if that's true, then the opposite is true. That where there is vision, you're gonna flourish. You're gonna thrive. You're gonna rise above. You're gonna excel amen you're going to go from one place of glory to another there's God is a God of increase he's not a stale dead God he's the living God amen and he lives within you against hope believe in hope keep the vision before you it's for an appointed time amen cast not away therefore your confidence through faith and patience we inherit the promises amen Keep saying the same thing that God says about your life. Keep moving forward. Don't give up, amen. Don't grow weary in well-doing. If you would believe against hope, believe in hope. Call those things that be not as though they are. Just like Abraham, he was strong in faith. How many of you wanna be strong in faith? You wanna be strong. You wanna live not just barely getting by, but strong. We're not a wimpy, defeated church, amen. We are the glorious, triumphant church, and strong in faith. One of the easiest ways, this is just something really practical, one of the easiest ways and the quickest ways that we can give in faith and stay in faith is by giving God thanks, amen? Giving God thanks. We believe, therefore we speak. Now, thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. And Abraham, he, count, he said that God is able, he's mighty, he's strong to do exactly what he has promised. Hebrews 11, 11, it says that Sarah, Sarah herself, it wasn't just Abraham, but Sarah herself, she counted God faithful. She counted God faithful. He said, if you would believe, if, everyone say if, if you, it's on us, if you would believe, you would see the glory of God. She counted God faithful. And it reminds me, you know, in Genesis 18, I love what the angel of the Lord said to Sarah, because just... Imagine this right now. I mean, this is a very impossible, seemingly impossible situation here. And Sarah, at first, she laughed in unbelief, but the angel didn't think it was too funny. What did the angel say? He said, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is any We have to remember who gave you the promise. Remember who said we're going to go to the other side. Remember who called you out of the pit. Remember who he is. Remember who has called you by a new name. He said, is anything too hard for the Lord? And then Genesis 21, you know, obviously Sarah made the shift. We can always, if you fall down seven times, you can begin again. Maybe you weren't believing God. You can start right now. You can begin fresh, anew. You can just jump right there. You can get back on the boat. Jesus is right there. Amen? He didn't jump ship. We're going to go all the way. Amen? I hope it doesn't sound like I'm saying something else when I say that. I shouldn't have said that. But okay, anyways, I'm going to move on. So hopefully you didn't understand what I just said there. But all right. I was just like really scared. Like, oh my gosh, do they get what I'm saying? All right. (laughs) I know my throat's kind of dry, but anyways. (laughs) So Sarah counted God faithful. In Genesis 21, it says, and the Lord did unto Sarah exactly what he had spoken. The Lord visited Sarah. He did exactly what he said. Like Paul, cheer up. Why? I believe God, I believe God. It's gonna be exactly like God told you. There's something about believing God There's something about counting God faithful that causes that joy to stir up in your heart. Amen. There's something about believing that stirs up that joy. And you can rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory, doing what? Receiving the end of your faith. How many of you want to make it all the way to the end? Amen. Not give up halfway. You're going to make it all the way to the end. Well, if we're not going to grow weary in well-doing, if we're not going to faint in well-doing, if we're not going to throw away. Weigh our confidence and we need some strength. Amen? Amen. Those who wait on the Lord. Woo, it's never too late. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. There's something about believing God. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy and peace in believing. Something about having expectancy that keeps that joy alive, amen? Because if you're expecting it to turn out, if you truly believe this is not the end, you're not gonna cry about it, amen? You're not gonna allow that to keep you depressed. If you truly believe the greater the test, the greater the storm, the greater the trial, then the greater the turnaround, that makes you happy, amen? The joy of the Lord is your strength. Like David, he encouraged himself in the Lord. Be strong in faith, giving glory. Glory to God. Glory to God who has set us free. He set us free. The prison door is open. And he said in Joel 2.25, I'll wrap it up with this. Joel 2.25, he said, I, the Lord, your God. I love that he prefaced it. I, the Lord, who? Your God. Your God, everyone say he's my God. He's faithful, he's strong, he's reliable to me. I, the Lord, your God. He said, I will make up for the losses. Woo, I will make up for the losses. That's a good place to rejoice. I will make up for the losses. I don't care what it looks like right now. I, he said, I, the Lord, your God, will make up for the losses. For your shame, you will have double. Amen. He said that when the Lord turned again, the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Amen. He'll do it again and again and again, and you're gonna make it to the end, amen? You're gonna make it to the other side. We're not gonna give up here. We're not gonna jump ship. We're gonna go to the other side. He said, if you would believe, you would see the glory of God. And then he said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. He said, Lazarus, come Forth. Loose him and let him go. Loose him and let him go. No more GBS. Not stuck in the tomb. The tomb is over. not stuck in the road, In the rut. Loose him. You are loose to go forth. It's a new time. He enlarges the place of your tent. He's called you. Oh man, I forgot it. But I'll just show you guys here. <laughs> not only does God, you know, we erase the old, but we replace it with the new. Amen. He said, forget the former things. Forget it already. One translation of Isaiah 43, verse 18. Quit going over old history. Our responsibility. Quit going over old history. Shut the door to the enemy. How? Open up your mouth in faith. Speak God's word." Give God thanks, praise him. And not only do you rip off the labels of the past, it's gonna be real cute. I was gonna put labels on all you guys. I'll just do it real fast. Is that okay? (laughs) All right, i like run, track star. All right, (laughs) that God's saying that you, I don't wanna mess up your hair. You are called, amen? You are celebrated by God. I'm so glad. Sometimes have you ever been around someone and you feel like barely tolerated? That's not with God. You're celebrated by God, Amen. You are, let's see, you are complete in him. You are chosen by God, and you are loved. Love your sweater, by the way. (laughs) But you are loved. Oops, messy again. But you are loved, you are called, you are chosen. Believe, and you'll see the goodness of God. You're going to make it all the way, amen? Let's just bow our heads real fast. And let's just lift up our hands to God right now. Father God, we just thank you for who you are, that you are the God of the breakthrough. You are the God of the turnaround. You are the healer of the brokenhearted. You are the God who makes all things new. You are the God with whom nothing is impossible. Is anything too hard for the Lord? We know that no word from you is impossible of fulfillment. So God, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, or as this message was spoken, if there were things that were just stirred up in our hearts, Father, or things that we know that we need to let go of, that we need to loose ourselves from so that we can go forward, we thank you, Lord, right now for the anointing that's in this place. Just receive that right now. If you need to forgive someone, if that person is yourself that you need to forgive, if you need to quit living with that if, that bondage, that tie to the past, whatever it is, Thank you, Lord, right now for the anointing that breaks every yoke of bondage. Right now, this is your personal moment with God. You say to God, whatever you need to say right now, you speak, use that authority, you speak to that storm, whatever it might be right now, just go ahead and say no more. command that depression to go in Jesus' name. Hopelessness be gone in Jesus' name. All shame be gone in Jesus' name. And thank you, Lord, that you call this by a new name. It's a new time. And thank you, Lord, for restoration to break forth. Break forth on the right. Break forth on the left. And for impartations of strength and hope to make it to the other side. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Well, God bless you all. Sorry I went a couple minutes over. (laughs) But God bless you all. We love you. We believe in you. Oh, by the way. I always forget to do this. But um, you know what? As I had that moment, that intimate moment with God, I thought it was just for myself, but God had me turn it into a book. So we are taking orders because we sold out, but we'll be taking orders for them for you will not be remembered for that. And I'd love to meet you and hug you. And and, you know, maybe I won't get to hug a bear, but I can hug you. That'd be nice. (laughs) So God bless you and have a good night.
0: Praise the Lord. Glory to God. She has a whole bunch of stuff up here. Well, um, well, I'll tell you, um, man, I met my match. I wanted to take breaths for you. Uh, sometimes I get to roll, and I'm like, wait, I got to take a breath. I was like, man, is she going to take a breath anywhere here? Um, praise the Lord. That was an awesome exhortation message. Amen. Thank you for bringing that. I just want to wrap a couple of stuff up, and then we're going to receive an offering for Olivia. But she said this, and some of these things just stood out. You have your own notes, but I want to just emphasize some things, bring them back real quick. The presence of the storm does not mean the absence of God. Come on, sometimes in this storm we just forget. uh, Just because there's a storm doesn't mean God's not there. And she alluded to that. You know, sometimes we're like, God, where are you? Well, he's in the back of the boat sleeping, right? Right. And so, uh, you know, she said he had to get up from his rest. This just came as she was talking about the goodness of God and the song that we sang, Psalms 27:13. it says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of Of the living you know sometimes we put it off way off when he says I see the goodness of the Lord right now in the land of the living verse 14 says wait on the Lord be of good courage and he will strengthen your heart wait I say on the Lord amen wait on the Lord and so she said that Jesus got up from the place of his rest he got up from his place of rest don't you care Jesus got up. He was resting. He knew you were going to the other side. He said, here we're going to the other side. We got in turmoil. Jesus is still in rest, but he does care. And he spoke to the storm, right? I love this. She said, faith is sight of a higher kind. Right? When you see something, faith just raises your eyes. Lift up your head, right? Sometimes we just get down, we get in the grind. He says, come on, lift up your head. Faith is a sight of a higher kind there may be hopelessness all around you but hope is near you hope is in you right i love that you won't be remembered for your mistakes right we'll all be remembered for what we did in the kingdom of god not our mistakes right you won't be remembered for that there is no condemnation the woman at the well jesus didn't condemn her the woman that was brought out Caught in the act of adultery. He didn't say, well, now you're condemned. No, he never condemned anyone. He said, if you get up and don't let sin dominate you, you have hope for your future in him. Amen. So we count it all joy. Right? I love this. She made this quick statement. Giving thanks moves you into faith. And when everything around you is just like, oh, it's falling apart, you start giving thanks to God, it'll move you into faith. He inhabits the praises of his people, right? And we always want to put responsibility on God if you'd have been here. But you know what Jesus always does? He puts responsibility on us. Not if I would have been here. If you could only believe, you'll see the impossible. So quit acknowledging your past Acknowledging your past, acknowledging your mistakes only gives the enemy fuel and communicates what the enemy is able to do in somebody's life. But the Bible tells us that if we will acknowledge every good thing that is in us in Christ, that makes your faith then communicable, not communicating what the enemy can do. We already know what the enemy can do. Others don't know what God can do, so when we acknowledge every good thing that's in us, in Christ, we start communicating faith to others, that faith might be built up, amen? Just some of those things, add those to what you got, those points that you got out of what she ministered, and uh, man, it'll make your week just something far better. So don't leave it in here. Take it out with you. Amen? The Bible says that when we're taught the word, we should communicate with the teacher in all good things. And so I'll tell you what, you just received a truckload in about 50 minutes, a truckload of spiritual truths. And so if you hide those in your heart, if you were open, if you opened up your heart, it's the word of God, it didn't just go into your mind, it dropped into your spirit. And so what he's saying is if we actually receive something that's spiritual that we can carry into our life, that, we can, that will affect our life, will cause us to stand against the strategy of the enemy, equip us to minister to somebody else who has a problem. We've received the spiritual things that go on. Is it any big deal that we communicate with the teacher of a natural substance that will be spent on something, that will be even spent on missions that will take into another spiritual thing. But he says, if you realize and make a value judgment when you've received the word of God, that it's spiritual, it's of a higher value, then it's no big thing to communicate of something of lower value to the teacher when they've communicated and brought freely something of higher value. So God always leaves it up to us, right? He didn't charge a ticket at the door. He said, I freely bring I put gifts in people they come freely to deposit spiritual things but when we have an opportunity the Bible says as often as we have opportunity let us do good and so at the opportunity we get to make a value judgment God I've received something so valuable that will take me and equip me and so now I want to communicate with the teacher in something of a lesser substance but something to show that I appreciate the deposit of the word from their gift into my life. Amen? So if you're making out a check, make it out to New Creation Church. If you're giving by cash or debit or credit card, raise your hand. The ushers will give you an envelope. If you want to give by text, you can do that. All of what comes in in this offering right here we will make sure gets to Olivia. And um, praise the Lord. That was good. I mean, you just keep that plain in your mind. You'll have a pep to your step and a glide to your stride. Amen? You'll find yourself going, man, I need to get in shape. I think I need to breathe just a little bit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Rarely will I think for another teacher, like, I need to breathe for you. Sometimes when I'm preaching, I need to breathe for myself. But I was just like, my God, she needs to take a breath. Um, <laughs> I'm going, come on. Amen. I'm just messing with you. It was really good. You really got a lot packed into just a little bit of time. That was awesome. Amen. Amen. What? I know, you look at the clock. I feel the same way. And I understand why you went overtime. It just happens here. No, don't be sorry. It happens here all the time. <laughs> Tasha goes overtime all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. We ready? Y'all have your offering ready? Glory to God. Father, we thank you for putting gifts in the body of Christ. And when we have an opportunity to receive from gifts in the body, What you put in their heart, they share with us, that it might equip us, it might build us up, it might prepare us, that we as members of the body might be equipped to minister to others, those who don't know you, those that we will come in contact with that maybe nobody else will. So we thank you for the opportunity to be here and to receive the word of God from the gift you've placed in the body. And now we take the opportunity to share in all good things with the teacher. Father, we just thank you. I command the blessings of the word of God upon each and everyone as they give. That it will come upon them. It will overtake them. That people will give into their bosom. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Go ahead and pass those buckets. After the bucket's been gone by, you can stand up.